And speaking of being happy, remember all those many hundreds of words that end in T-I-O-N in English and become C-I-O-N words in Spanish? Here's a very handy trick that will help you inventar lots of AR verbs. Just take the English word that ends in T-I-O-N, for example, liberation, remove the T-I-O-N, add an R, and presto, you get liberar, to liberate. What Spanish verb do you think you can inventar based on the English word invitation? Right, invitar. Now, if the Spanish expression for what luck is que suerte, how would you say what luck? I invited Maria and she is able to come tonight. In Spanish, you invitar a, that personal a, invitar a. So once again, I invited Maria and she is able to come tonight would be... Que suerte. Invité a Maria y puede venir esta noche. Yes. Que suerte. Invité a Maria y puede venir esta noche. Did you remember that personal a? Good for you. Now, the Spanish expression for sometimes is a veces, literally at times. And because ves, V-E-Z, ends in that Z in Spanish, the plural is veces, with a C, V-E-C-E-S. To forget is another good guy on the AR track, olvidar. Spelled O-L-V-I-D-A-R. Note, olvidar is generally used with me, se, or nos, as in me olvidé, or I forgot. So how would you say, they want to invite me, but sometimes they forget? Let's break it down. First, they want to invite me. Right. Quieren invitarme. But sometimes they forget. Pero a veces se olvidan. Pero a veces se olvidan. Once again, they want to invite me, but sometimes they forget would be... Quieren invitarme, pero a veces se olvidan. Yes, quieren invitarme, pero a veces se olvidan. Now, the Spanish word for rarely is pocas veces, which literally means few times. So if cenar is to dine, how would you say, Mario rarely dines here? Mario cena aquí pocas veces. Yes, Mario cena aquí pocas veces. No le gusta. Imaginar is another one of those sound-alike verbs that you can form from a T-I-O-N word in English. And if the Spanish for justification is justificación, how would you say to justify? Of course, justificar. And what about, I cannot justify it? No puedo justificarlo. No puedo justificarlo. And how would you say, I cannot imagine how to justify it? No puedo imaginar cómo justificarlo. Right. No puedo imaginar cómo justificarlo. And if you want to say this or that, to refer to a general rather than a specific situation or thing, use either esto for this 
or eso for that. So how would you say, I cannot justify this? No puedo justificar esto. Yes, no puedo justificar esto. And what about, I cannot justify that? No puedo justificar eso. No puedo justificar eso. Okay, let's practice transforming some more English T-I-O-N words into regular Spanish verbs on the AR track. How would you say, it is easy to admire this transformation? Es fácil admirar esta transformación. Yes, es fácil admirar esta transformación. Claro que sí. No es difícil formar estas palabras. Es fácil. They are the good guys, very regular friends. So how would you say, I installed the television? Do you remember how to transform AR verbs from English words ending in T-I-O-N? Installed. Think installation. And this becomes instalación in Spanish. Then drop that C-I-O-N, add an R, and off you go with the Spanish verb instalar. Installation, instalación, instalar. So once again, how would you say, I installed the television? Instalé la televisión. Good. Instalé la televisión. A dot for a completed action in the past. And what about, you adore me? Think it through. First, the verb to adore from adoration would be... Right, adorar. Now picture yourself talking with the love of your life, definitely a friend. How would you say, do you adore me? Me adoras? Yes, me adoras? This could evoke several useful little asides on the tip of your tongue like, claro que sí, of course, or sin duda, without a doubt. You are lucky to be adored. What luck, or que suerte. Okay, let's come up with some more Spanish AR verbs using this English T-I-O-N trick. What would be the Spanish verb for to consider? Good, considerar. Now, the Spanish for okay is de acuerdo, spelled de, then A-C-U-E-R-D-O, de acuerdo. Think of the English word accord, to be of accord, and you will not olvidar this expression, de acuerdo. So, how would you say, I want you to consider this, okay? Think it through, because you want someone else to do something, in this case, señor. So once again, I want you to consider this, okay? I want that you consider this, okay? Quiero que lo considere, ¿de acuerdo? Right. Quiero que lo considere, ¿de acuerdo? Good. It's the command tense. And since considerar is a regular good guy, you switch tracks from A to E, A to E. From considera, to considere. Well, I think that you can now create lots more of these regular AR verbs on your own using those English T-I-O-N words. Here's another one. What's the Spanish for to accuse? Good, acusar, and to inspire? 
inspirar and to classify? Yes, classificar with one stingy S. These verbs are often used with their friend A, as in inspirar A. So how would you say, I want to inspire you to study your Spanish? Quiero inspirarle a estudiar su español. So true. Quiero inspirarle a estudiar su español. What about, I cannot console you, Roberta. It is not easy to administer this process. Let's break it down. First, I cannot console you, Roberta. Hint, I prompted you with Roberta, friend. Once again, I cannot console you, Roberta, would be... No puedo consolarte, Roberta. Yes, no puedo consolarte, Roberta. It is not easy to administer this process. No es fácil administrar este proceso. Good. No puedo consolarte, Roberta. No es fácil administrar este proceso. Did you guess the word proceso? Extra points for knowing it has only one stingy S in Spanish. Okay, what's the Spanish for to negotiate? Right. Negociar. Negotiation to negociación to negociar. If muy bien spelled M-U-Y, then bien, B-I-E-N, means very well, muy bien, how would you say, my friend negotiated very well. Mi amigo negoció muy bien. Yes, mi amigo negoció muy bien. It's a simple past, a dot. But how would you say, my friend used to negotiate very well? Mi amigo negociaba muy bien. Yes, mi amigo negociaba muy bien. And my friend has negotiated very well? Here you must dive into the past. Once again, my friend has negotiated very well would be? Mi amigo ha negociado muy bien. Yes, mi amigo ha negociado muy bien. Okay, now if joven, J-O-V-E-N, means young in Spanish, and más means more, how would you say, if I were younger, if I were more young, you see fuera for if I were. So once again, if I were younger would be? Si fuera más joven. Yes, good. Si fuera más joven. If I were is always si fuera in Spanish. So if rich is rico or rica in Spanish, how would you say, if I were a rich man? Si fuera un hombre rico. Right. Si fuera un hombre rico. So how would you say, if I were a rich man, I would buy an apartment in Mallorca. Si fuera un hombre rico, compraría un apartamento en Mallorca. Good. And we would all visit you, Roberto. Si fuera un hombre rico... Compraría un apartamento en Mallorca. You always use the conditional or compraría after those si fuera phrases. 
Phrases like si fuera, si pudiera, si tuviera, si hablara, those types of phrases. Okay, just for fun, how would you say, when I was a rich man, I bought a new car every year. Let's break it down. First, cuando, C-U-A-N-D-O, means when. How would you say, when I was a rich man? Right, cuando era un hombre rico. I bought a new car, used to buy. Compraba un coche nuevo. Good, compraba un coche nuevo. Every year. In Spanish, every year is todos los años. Años, A-N-O-S, with that curlicue over the N. Años. Once again, how would you say every year? Good, todos los años. Now let's try the whole sentence. When I was a rich man, I bought a new car every year. Cuando era un hombre rico, compraba un coche nuevo todos los años. Cuando era un hombre rico, compraba un coche nuevo todos los años. And by the way, you could just also say, cuando era hombre rico. Now let's try out some new AR verbs. Some more good guys that may not look familiar to you, but are easy to use. If limpiar, spelled L-I-M-P-I-A-R, means to clean, and using estaba limpiando to give emphasis to the fact that you were, just then, in the process of cleaning, how would you say, I was cleaning the house when you called me? Estaba limpiando la casa cuando me llamó. Yes, estaba limpiando la casa cuando me llamó. We were right then in the process of cleaning that house when you called. And when you called, it's a dot, a completed action. Okay, now if gastar, spelled G-A-S-T-A-R, means to spend, as you know, how would you say, my brother spent all his money? Mi hermano gastó todo su dinero. What a shame. Mi hermano gastó todo su dinero. Note the simple past will do. But you could have also dived into the past and said, Mi hermano ha gastado todo su dinero. Okay, so how about, My brother has spent all his money. Mi hermano ha gastado todo su dinero. Yes, Mi hermano ha gastado todo su dinero. If ganar, G-A-N-A-R, means to win, and premio, spelled P-R-E-M-I-O, is a prize, how would you say, I want to win this prize? Quiero ganar este premio. Yes, quiero ganar este premio. And if mirar means to look, and mirar a to look at, how would you say, Roberta is looking at me right now. She's in the process of looking at me right now. As you may recall, right now is ahora mismo. So once again, Roberta is looking at me right now would be... Roberta está mirándome ahora mismo. Good. Roberta está mirándome ahora mismo. Did you hook on that me? Okay. 
Let's learn a few more AR verbs before we move on to the other track. If prestar is to lend, how would you say, Can you lend me your car? ¿Puede prestarme su coche? Yes. ¿Puede prestarme su coche? And if tocar is to touch, how would you say the command, Don't touch me? No me toque. Right. No me toque. This is a command, so you have to switch tracks here. Also, it is a negative command, so be sure to put any pronouns before the verb. No me toque. And since Spanish is written as it's pronounced, you spell toque, T-O-Q-U-E, in order to maintain that hard C sound, toque, T-O-Q-U-E. Here's another good case in point. In order to maintain the hard C sound of atacar, to attack, how would you say, don't attack me? No me ataque. Good. No me ataque. How would you spell this? You would spell ataque just like it sounds, A-T-A-Q-U-E. But let's get more upbeat and forget about all these negative commands about not touching and not attacking. How about a really positive one like, kiss me? How would you say, kiss me? With an example like this, you can assume you're talking to a very special friend, so be informal. Once again, how would you say, kiss me? Bésame. Yes, bésame. Note that with positive commands, you hook on those pronouns, just like Michelle Thomas taught you. This example reminds me of a very popular song that you may have heard and can use as a memory hook here. Its name is Bésame Mucho, and its opening lyrics are Bésame, Bésame Mucho, como si fuera esta noche la última vez. Oh, how romantic. Kiss me, kiss me a lot, as if tonight were the last time. Now, did you hear that word ultima, as in la ultima vez? Sound familiar? It's close to the English word ultimate. And it's a good example of how you can learn to listen for gist. Michelle Thomas also introduced us to some very useful everyday verbs from that other track, E-R-I-R verbs. Let's review some of these and learn some more. As you know, to eat and to drink are comer and beber. Now, if cerveza, spelled C-E-R-V-E-Z-A, is beer in Spanish, how would you say, I drank all the beer? To be agreeable, all the beer would be toda la cerveza. So once again, I drank all the beer. Bebí toda la cerveza. Yes, bebí toda la cerveza. And if it seems incredible that I drank all the beer, you may want to exclaim, you don't say, or no me digas, don't tell me. And serio means seriously. So if I tell you that I ate all the pizza by myself, I ate the whole pizza, how would you say seriously? And serio? You could also say de veras, which also means really in Spanish. It is close to the English in truth, and veras brings to mind the English word veritable. If aprender, spelled A-P-R-E-N-D-E-R, 
is to learn in Spanish, how would you say they want to learn these words? Quieren aprender estas palabras. Yes, quieren aprender estas palabras. And how would you say they want to learn these words, but they cannot understand them? Quieren aprender estas palabras, pero no pueden comprenderlas. Yes, quieren aprender estas palabras, pero no pueden comprenderlas. You can also use another Spanish ER verb for to understand, which is entender, spelled E-N-T-E-N-D-E-R. It's one of those verbs that caves in. So keeping this in mind, how would you say, they want to learn these words, but they don't understand them. Quieren aprender estas palabras, pero no las entienden. Right. Quieren aprender estas palabras, pero no las entienden. Okay. If the Spanish word for a letter is una carta, spelled C-A-R-T-A, and to respond to is responder a, spelled R-E-S-P-O-N-D-E-R, with its helper a, responder a, how would you say, can you respond to my letter, Roberta? ¿Puedes responder a mi carta, Roberta? Good. ¿Puedes responder a mi carta, Roberta? This also conveys the sense of, would you please respond to my letter? And how would you say, Roberta did not respond to my letter because she does not like to write. First, Roberta did not respond to my letter. Roberta no respondió a mi carta. Yes, Roberta no respondió a mi carta because she does not like to write. Porque no le gusta escribir. Porque no le gusta escribir. Writing does not please her. As Michelle Thomas always told you, when using the dot or simple past, as in respondió, you must really hit the endings, eh and o, oh, and e and yo. If you don't, you will not be understood. In fact, we must pronounce all verb endings with conviction, con convicción, if we want to get that ball over the net. Now, the Spanish for to run is correr, spelled C-O-R-R-E-R, and to hide is esconder, which is spelled E-S-C-O-N-D-E-R. However, in Spanish, esconder is usually esconderse, as in to hide oneself. With this in mind, how would you say, you can run, but you can't hide? Puede correr, pero no puede esconderse. Ojo, watch out. Puede correr. Pero no puede esconderse. Did you hear that say in esconderse? Let's take a closer look at this, because lots of Spanish verbs work this way. They're called reflexive verbs because the subject and object are the same. They are reflections of each other. But don't worry about grammatical labels. All you have to do is ask yourself if the word self is implied in any way, as in myself yourself, himself, herself, itself, themselves, yourselves, you get the picture. When that say is added, it can also change the meaning of a verb. For example, 
Despertar, spelled D-E-S-P-E-R-T-A-R, means to awaken someone else. But when it's despertarse, it literally means to wake up, to wake oneself up. So how would you say, I woke up? Me desperté. Right, me desperté. And it's a dot because it happened at one point in time in the past. And how do you think you'd say, we woke up? Nos despertamos. Yes, nos despertamos. And what about, they woke up? Se despertaron. Okay, se despertaron. These reflexive or self-centered types, as I think of them, use me, te, se, and nos. Here's another example. If sentar, spelled S-E-N-T-A-R, means to seat, sentarse means to sit down. So how would you say, I sat down? Good for you. Me senté. And how would you say, they sat down? Right. Se sentaron. And if levantarse, L-E-V-A-N-T-A-R-S-E, means to get up, and salir means to go out, how would you say, we got up and went out? Nos levantamos y salimos. Nos levantamos y salimos. And if lavar, spelled L-A-V-A-R, means to wash something, what's the Spanish for to wash oneself? Yes, lavarse. In Spanish, to get married is casarse, spelled C-A-S-A-R-S-E. So how would you say, Harry and Sally got married? Harry y Sally se casaron. Yes, Harry y Sally se casaron. And to get dressed is vestirse, V-E-S-T-I-R-S-E. So using deber, D-E-B-E-R, for ought to, how would you say, I ought to get dressed now because it's late? Let's break it down. I ought to get dressed now would be... Debo vestirme ahora. Debo vestirme ahora. Because it's late? Do you remember late? It's tarde. T-A-R-D-E. And Michelle Thomas related it to the English word tardy. So, because it's late would be? Good. Porque es tarde. So, once again, how would you say, I must get dressed now because it's late? Debo vestirme ahora porque es tarde. Yes. Debo vestirme ahora porque es tarde. And if temprano, spelled T-E-M-P-R-A-N-O, means early, how would you say using llegar for to arrive, I have to get dressed now because I want to arrive early. Tengo que vestirme ahora porque quiero llegar temprano. Yes. Tengo que vestirme ahora porque quiero llegar temprano. Since some verbs change their meaning when they add this say, be sure to listen for that say, may, or nos. Okay, here's another example. In Spanish, ir means to go, but irse means to go away. So how would you say, I don't want to go away. I like being here. 
No quiero irme. Me gusta estar aquí. Yes. No quiero irme. Me gusta estar aquí. It pleases me to be here. Here's another one. In Spanish, dormir, D-O-R-M-I-R, means to sleep. But dormirse means to fall asleep. So how would you say, it is difficult for me to fall asleep? Es difícil para mí dormirme. Right. Es difícil para mí dormirme. There are many more examples, but we can only consider a few more before we move on. Reír, spelled R-E-I with an accent R, reír, means to laugh, but reírse means to laugh at. There's a big difference between laughing and laughing at someone or something. So if he laughs at is se ríe, spelled se as e, then ríe, R-I accent E, se ríe, how would you say he always laughs at her? Siempre se ríe de ella. Yes, siempre se ríe de ella. Likewise, while hacer is to do or to make, hacerse means to become. How would you say, I want to become famous? Literally, I want to make me famous. I want to become famous. Quiero hacerme famosa. Yes, quiero hacerme famosa if you're female. Or, quiero hacerme famoso, if you're not. Now, some Spanish verbs used with say are used in many everyday expressions. Most of these are followed by a little friend, like de, as in quejarse de, which means to complain about something. Quejarse is spelled Q-U-E-J-A-R-S-E. So, how would you say he used to complain about everything, which in Spanish is todo, everything, todo, T-O-D-O. Once again, he used to complain about everything. Se quejaba de todo. Yes, se quejaba de todo. By now, you're probably complaining about this frequent use of the reflexive in Spanish. It is also used to express the impersonal one, as in one does this. So how would you say one eats well here? Se come bien aquí. Yes, se come bien aquí. That say comes right up front. You've probably seen signs that say, Se habla español aquí. Spanish is spoken here. Literally, Spanish speaks itself. Again, the say comes right up front. Se habla español aquí. Now, if museum is buceo, M-U-S-E-O, abrir is to open, and every day is todos los días. Using se abre, how would you say, the museum is open every day? Literally, the museum opens itself every day. El museo se abre todos los días. Yes. El museo se abre todos los días. Or se abre el museo todos los días. Now here's another useful everyday expression that uses this say. In Spanish, darse cuenta de means to realize in the sense of, I realized you were my best friend. I came to this realization. Okay, so how would you say, we realize the importance of history? 
Good. Roberto, will you say it for us? We realize the importance of history. Nos damos cuenta de la importancia de la historia. Yes, nos damos cuenta de la importancia de la historia. You know that olvidar means to forget. But did you know that olvidarse de means to forget about? Well, it does. So how would you say, I forgot about that? Me olvidé de eso. Right. Me olvidé de eso. A dot. Let's try another. How would you say, I can express myself very well in Spanish? Puedo expresarme muy bien en español. Yes, puedo expresarme muy bien en español. Now in Spanish, alegrarse means to be glad. How would you spell alegrarse? Good. A-L-E-G-R-A-R-S-E. -E. Just like it sounds, alegrarse. And how would you say, I'm glad? Of course. Me alegro. I'm glad. I hope it makes you glad that we're now going to learn more regular verbs from the other track, more ER and IR verbs. If to promise is prometer, spelled P-R-O-M-E-T-E-R, -E -E and por fin, spelled P-O-R, then fin, F-I-N, por fin, at last, por fin, how would you say, At last, he promised to visit me in Madrid. Let's break it up. At last. Good. Por fin. He promised to visit me in Madrid. Por fin prometió visitarme en Madrid. Yes. Por fin prometió visitarme en Madrid. And how would you say, for now, that's all we can do. For now is por ahora. And That we can do is lo que podemos hacer. Try it. For now, that's all we can do. Por ahora es todo lo que podemos hacer. Right. Por ahora es todo lo que podemos hacer. And if to protect is proteger, spelled P-R-O-T-E-G-E-R, -E -E how would you say, we must protect ourselves? Debemos protegernos. Yes, debemos protegernos. And here's another one. How would you say we must defend ourselves? Can you guess the word defend? Once more, we must defend ourselves. Debemos defendernos. Good, debemos defendernos. And if responder, spelled R-E-S-P-O-N-D-E-R, -E -E means to respond, And as you know, siempre, S-I-E-M-P-R-E, -E, means always, siempre. How would you say, she always responded very well. She always used to respond very well. Siempre respondía muy bien. Good. Siempre respondía muy bien. A line, used to. And if to fit in or to be contained is caber spelled C-A-B-E-R, and dentro, D-E-N-T-R-O, means inside, how would you say, it does not fit inside of my car? No cabe dentro de mi coche. Yes, no cabe dentro de mi coche. And if llover, spelled L-L-O-V-E-R, 
means to rain, and triste, T-R-I-S-T-E, means sad. How would you say, it had rained a lot and I was sad? Remember to dive into the past. Let's break it down. First, it had rained a lot would be... Había llovido mucho. Right. Había llovido mucho. And I was sad. Y estaba triste. Good. Y estaba triste. Once again, it had rained a lot and I was sad. Había llovido mucho y estaba triste. Yes. Había llovido mucho y estaba triste. For all those verbs on the other track, Use the IDO ending when you dive into the past. So if ofrecer, spelled O-F-R-E-C-E-R, means to offer, how would you say, they had offered to lend us their car? First, they had offered... Habían ofrecido. Yes, habían ofrecido. To lend us their car... Prestarnos su coche. Prestarnos su coche. Okay, once again. They had offered to lend us their car. Habían ofrecido prestarnos su coche. Yes, habían ofrecido prestarnos su coche. Feel free to review your Michelle Thomas courses if you're unsure of those lines, dots, and diving into the past. Let's practice a few more easy examples. In Spanish... La cuenta means the bill. So using deber for must or ought to. How would you say, we must pay the bill, it's late? Debemos pagar la cuenta, es tarde. Debemos pagar la cuenta, es tarde. And if vender is to sell, and we use tener que for to have to, how would you say, we have to clean it if we want to sell it. Tenemos que limpiarlo si queremos venderlo. Right. Tenemos que limpiarlo si queremos venderlo. If you wanted to say, we ought to clean it, you would say, debemos limpiarlo. And if you did not remember that word for to clean, limpiar, that's okay. Learning words, learning vocabulary is not the same as learning structure. So you may want to listen to these phrases more than once and use them in examples of your own. This helps set them in your mind without rote memory or drills. A quick review is standard practice, and listening to previous examples helps set them in your mind. Okay, in Spanish, the expression vale la pena means it's worth it. Vale comes from the verb valer, V-A-L-E-R, like the word value, and pena is spelled P-E-N-A. So how would you say, using the future, I will always practice my Spanish, it's worth it? Siempre practicaré mi español, vale la pena. Yes, siempre practicaré mi español, vale la pena. Hit that ending, practicaré, so that it will be clear that you are expressing the future. Now here's a twist that will remind you of Michelle Thomas. If valer is a go-go verb, it goes gaga in the command tense. So how would you say, I doubt that your car is worth much? Remember, doubt triggers the command tense. So once again, I doubt that your car is worth much would be... Debo 
Dudo que su coche valga mucho. Yes, dudo que su coche valga mucho. Did you guess mucho for much? And good for you if you use valga and went gaga in the command tense. Okay, now how would you say, your car is not worth anything? Su coche no vale nada. Right, su coche no vale nada. As you may have noticed, Spanish loves double negatives. Literally, your car is not worth nothing. So how would you say, my house was not worth anything when I sold it? Literally, my house was not worth nothing when I sold it. Mi casa no valía nada cuando la vendí. Right, a line and a dot. Mi casa no valía nada cuando la vendí. Now, a similar situation applies to our friend pero, the Spanish word that means but. In the negative, when expressing the English but rather, use sino, spelled S-I-N-O. So how would you say, I don't study philosophy but Spanish? No estudio filosofía sino español. Yes, no estudio filosofía sino español. You do not need to say la filosofía here. And if rich is rico, spelled R-I-C-O, and poor is pobre, spelled P-O-B-R-E, how would you say, I am not rich, but poor? No soy rico, sino pobre. Right. And I, a female, would say, no soy rica, sino pobre. No es necesario ser rico para tener una vida interesante. You don't have to be rich to have an interesting life. And besides, now you can hablar más y más español. If temer, spelled T-E-M-E-R, means to be afraid, and it's a regular good guy, how would you say, I fear that you cannot vote, I'm afraid that you cannot vote? Expressing fear is expressing emotion, so watch out here, ojo, once again, I fear that you cannot vote would be? Temo que no pueda votar. Good. Temo que no pueda votar. Did you guess votar? Now in Spanish, if you are ill, you are enfermo, spelled E-N-F-E-R-M-O. Think of infirm. Unless you are an invalid and being sick is a permanent condition, you must use a star to convey the fact that you are not feeling well at this moment. Now, if the verb toser, T-O-S-E-R, means to cough, how would you say being agreeable? When Roberta was ill, she coughed a lot. Cuando Roberta estaba enferma, tosía mucho. Yes, cuando Roberta estaba enferma, tosía mucho. So how would you say, I coughed a lot, when it's a line in the past? Good for you. Tosía mucho. But if you really want to emphasize that you were the one coughing a lot, you could also say, yo tosía mucho, just to clarify or add emphasis here. But otherwise, please don't be a yo-yo and use yo all the time. The correct endings are all you need. Now, as you know, creer means to believe in Spanish. So how would you say, I don't believe it and I don't want to respond? No lo creo y no quiero responder. Yes, 
No lo creo y no quiero responder. And how would you say, Why don't you believe me, Roberto? ¿Por qué no me crees, Roberto? Right. ¿Por qué no me crees, Roberto? Be familiar here. You're speaking to Roberto. And if crecer, C-R-E-C-E-R, means to grow, how would you say, He has grown a lot. Dive, dive, dive. He has grown a lot would be... Ha crecido mucho. Yes, ha crecido mucho. He has grown a lot. And how would you say, he has grown a lot? It is difficult to recognize him. To recognize someone in Spanish is reconocer, literally, to re-know that person. So again, she has grown a lot. It is difficult to recognize her. Ha crecido mucho. Es difícil reconocerla. Ha crecido mucho. Es difícil reconocerla. And what about, they recognized it. What luck. Lo reconocieron. ¡Qué suerte! Yes, lo reconocieron. ¡Qué suerte! And one last one. How would you say, I don't believe in anything? No creo en nada. No creo en nada. I don't believe in nothing. That double negative again. I hope that's not true, Roberta. Es muy triste ser así. It's really sad not to believe in anything. Now, if meter, M-E-T-E-R, means to put or place, and in is en, spelled E-N in Spanish, how would you say, put it in my car? Métalo en mi coche. Yes, métalo en mi coche, a positive command. You switch tracks and hook on that low for it. And if right now is ahora mismo, how would you say, put it in my car right now? Métalo en mi coche ahora mismo. Right. Métalo en mi coche ahora mismo. You could also use the verb poner here, which also means to put or place. So using that go-go verb poner, how would you say, put it in my car right now? Póngalo en mi coche ahora mismo. Yes, póngalo en mi coche ahora mismo. You may wish to review your Michelle Thomas Spanish courses to practice these commands. Now let's try some IR verbs from that other track. Unlike the AR verbs, which are generally good guys, IR verbs are a bit more challenging. First, let's review some regular good guys. Can you guess the IR Spanish verb for to admit? Of course, admitir, a regular old good guy. So how would you say, I admit it, I don't like beer? Lo admito, no me gusta la cerveza. Yes, lo admito, no me gusta la cerveza. Beer does not please me. Okay. Can you guess the Spanish for to insist? What do you think it is? Right you are, insistir. And in Spanish, you insistir en, you insist on. I bet that you know that this is spelled I-N-S-I-S-T-I-R, just like it sounds. And insistir en is always followed by the to form of the verb, 
which makes things easy. So how would you say, they insist on drinking all the beer? Insisten en beber toda la cerveza. Yes, insisten en beber toda la cerveza. How do you think you would say, all the wine? Yes, todo el vino. And what about, I insist on drinking all the wine. Insisto en beber todo el vino. And how would you say, all the cars? Good, todos los coches. You are being agreeable. Now what do you think to invade would be in Spanish? Right, invadir. And to omit? Of course, omitir. Now, if never is nunca, spelled N-U-N-C-A, how would you say to Señor this command? Don't omit it. It is a very important ingredient. First, don't omit it would be? No lo omita. Yes, no lo omita. You switch tracks. And the lo always comes before the verb in a negative command. And what about, it is a very important ingredient? Es un ingrediente muy importante. Yes, es un ingrediente muy importante. So once again, don't omit it. It is a very important ingredient. No lo omita. Es un ingrediente muy importante. Yes. No lo omita. Es un ingrediente muy importante. See how those transformaciones come in handy? Ingrediente, importante. And while we are learning more IR verbs, what would be the Spanish for to decide? Good for you, decidir. And if tomorrow is mañana, as you probably know, how would you say diving into the past I have decided that you can visit me tomorrow. He decidido que puede visitarme mañana. Yes, he decidido que puede visitarme mañana. Here's another IR verb, to suffer, which is sufrir, S-U-F-R-I-R, sufrir. So how would you say, he suffered very much, referring to an unspecified time in the past, a line in the past. Once again, he suffered very much. He used to suffer very much. Sufría mucho. Yes, sufría mucho. Did I trick you here? Many English speakers have the tendency to say muy mucho for very much. Just say mucho. Never say anything else for very much. De acuerdo? Good. Less is more here. Just mucho will do. Now, if recibir, spelled R-E-C-I-B-I-R, means to receive, how would you dive into the past to say, I have received your letter? He recibido su carta. Yes, he recibido su carta. Now, if the Spanish verb to describe is describir, and a present is a regalo, spelled R-E-G-A-L-O, how would you say, I did not receive your present. Can you describe it? No recibí su regalo. ¿Puede describirlo? Yes, no recibí su regalo. 
¿Puede describirlo? In Spanish, descubrir means to discover, literally to uncover, since in Spanish, cubrir means to cover. Discover, descubrir. How would you say, I want to discover the secrets of the universe? Quiero descubrir los secretos del universo. Right. Quiero descubrir los secretos del universo. Did you guess secretos for secrets? Also, we need to form a contraction here, because whenever you have to say of the or de plus el, it becomes del, D-E-L in Spanish. The same is true for to the, formed from a and el, to become al, A-L. This is just one of those little useful bits we must master in any language. Okay, so once again, I hope to discover the secrets of the universe would be... Espero descubrir los secretos del universo. Yes, espero descubrir los secretos del universo. Hope you do. If the Spanish word for door is la puerta, P-U-E-R-T-A, and abrir, A-B-R-I-R, means to open, how would you say, please don't open the door? Take your time and think it through. Please don't open the door. Por favor, no abra la puerta. Right. Por favor, no abra la puerta. Jump that track when you're giving a command. Abre tu abra. Now, if huir, H-U-I-R, that silent H, means to flee or to run away, how would you say, please don't open the door, the dog can run away? Por favor, no abra la puerta, el perro puede huir. Yes, por favor, no abra la puerta, el perro puede huir. And if you want to, you could also say, por favor, no abra la puerta, el perro puede escaparse. There's that reflexive again. This dog does not sound very adorable. What do you think the Spanish is for to permit? You should know this one. Right, permitir. So how would you say, I cannot permit this? No puedo permitir esto. Yes, no puedo permitir esto. Now what's the Spanish for to prohibit? You got it. Prohibir, spelled P-R-O-H-I-B-I-R, that silent H again. So how would you say, it's not easy to prohibit the use of dictionaries? No es fácil prohibir el uso de diccionarios. Unfortunately, this is true. No es fácil prohibir el uso de diccionarios. Just try not to use that dictionary unless you really must. Thanks. Now in Spanish, a party is a fiesta, F-I-E-S-T-A. So, just to see how much you've learned, how would you say, he insists that I come to the party? Insiste en que venga la fiesta. Yes, insiste en que venga la fiesta. You insisted en and you went gaga in the command tense. And how about one final gaga example? How would you say, they insist that we tell the truth. 
Insisten en que digamos la verdad. Yes, insisten en que digamos la verdad. And what about, they have no patience. No tienen paciencia. Yes, no tienen paciencia. A transformación that got over the net. Before we leave our IR friends, let's use one we've already learned to introduce the Spanish word for a meeting, which is una reunión, spelled R-E-U-N-I-O accent N. Think of the English word reunion here. So how would you say, I attended the meeting, but I did not say anything? Let's break it up. First, I attended the meeting. Asistí a la reunión. Yes, asistí a la reunión. But I did not say anything. Pero no dije nada. Pero no dije nada. Once again, I attended the meeting, but I did not say anything. Asistí a la reunión, pero no dije nada. Yes, asistí a la reunión, pero no dije nada. That verb decir is definitely not a good guy. And because it isn't, let's try another dot example using decir. How would you say, I attended the meeting, but they didn't say anything? Asistí a la reunión, pero no dijeron nada. Yes, asistí a la reunión, pero no dijeron nada. By the way, did you use that double negative as in, they didn't say nothing? I know that this feels uncomfortable, but you'll get used to it. Just hope it doesn't ruin your English. I won't have nothing to do with taking the blame for that. Now, if enveste means instead of, and it's followed by the to form of the verb, and the building is el edificio, spelled E-D-I-F-I-C-I-O, like edifice, how would you say, instead of attending the meeting, he left the building? Let's break it up. Instead of attending the meeting. En vez de asistir a la reunión. En vez de asistir a la reunión, he left the building. Salió del edificio. Yes, salió del edificio. So once more, instead of attending the meeting, he left the building. En vez de asistir a la reunión, Salió del edificio. Okay. En vez de asistir a la reunión, salió del edificio. Here's another one. How would you say, instead of sleeping, he cleaned the house? En vez de dormir, limpió la casa. Yes. En vez de dormir, limpió la casa. Now, if in Spanish the word for a storm is una tormenta, spelled T-O-R-M-E-N-T-A, and if destruir means to destroy, how would you say, this storm can destroy your house? Esta tormenta puede destruir su casa. Yes, esta tormenta puede destruir su casa. Now, as you know, the word for our is nuestro, spelled N-U-E-S-T-R-O. It must be agreeable. So how would you say, our house? Good. Nuestra casa. So how would you say, this storm can destroy our house? 
Esta tormenta puede destruir nuestra casa. Yes, esta tormenta puede destruir nuestra casa. If to build is construir, and his is su, how would you say, the storm destroyed his house, and he built a new house? La tormenta destruyó su casa, y él construyó una casa nueva. La tormenta destruyó su casa, y él construyó una casa nueva. You need to use the clarifier el here. Otherwise, you'd be saying the storm destroyed and built the house. Wouldn't that be fortunate? Okay, because Spanish spells words like they're pronounced, it's destruyó, D-E-S-T-R-U-Y-O, with an accent, and construyó, C-O-N-S-T-R-U-Y-O, with an accent. Contribuir, to contribute, also works this way. So if money is dinero, how would you say, I contribute a lot of money? Contribuyo mucho dinero. Yes, contribuyo mucho dinero. To maintain that yo sound, it is spelled C-O-N-T-R-I-B-U-Y-O with that Y. Incluir is another one that works this way. So how would you say, I include it? Good, lo incluyo, I-N-C-L-U-Y-O. And how would you give the usted or formal command, destroy it? Destruyalo. Yes, destruyalo, spelled D-E-S-T-R-U accent Y-A-L-O, destruyalo. Just keep the spell it like you pronounce it in mind. The Spanish word to translate is traducir, spelled T-R-A-D-U-C-I-R. In the present tense, when you want to say, I translate, you say, traduzco, spelled T-R-A-D-U-Z-C-O. So how would you say, I translate many books, if many is muchos? Once again, I translate many books would be... Right, traduzco muchos libros. For these Usco examples, I find it helpful to think of the city of Cusco, Peru. And like those go-go verbs that go gaga in the command tense, these usco verbs become usca, U-Z-C-A, in the command tense. So how would you spell traduzca? Good for you. T-R-A-D-U-Z-C-A. Okay. How would you say, it is important that you translate this book? Es importante que traduzca este libro. Yes, es importante que traduzca este libro. While we cannot review every example in this group, please take care to pronounce all words correctly so that the sounds of Spanish will become more and more familiar to you, more automático. Okay, traducir to translate is very tricky in the dot tense. It goes to traduje spelled T-R-A-D-U-J-E, and follows this pattern throughout so that the endings become tradujo, tradujiste, and tradujeron, all with that J. So how would you spell tradujeron? Of course, T-R-A-D-U-J-E-R-O-N. If tradujimos means we translated, how would you say 
We translated this article yesterday. Tradujimos este artículo ayer. Yes, tradujimos este artículo ayer. Let's try another one that works like traducir in the dot tense. In Spanish, to produce is producir, spelled P-R-O-D-U-C-I-R. So how would you say, we produced this movie? Produjimos esta película. Yes, produjimos esta película. P-R-O-D-U-J-I-M-O-S. Before we complete this segment, I'd like to review a few more IR verbs. If subir a, S-U-B-I-R a, means to go up, to climb, and mountain is la montaña in Spanish, spelled M-O-N-T-A-N-Y-A, that N with the little squiggle, how would you say, I climbed the mountain? Subí a la montaña. Right, a dot. Subí a la montaña. Subir likes its little friend, ah. Subir is also used for prices. So can you dive into the past to say, prices have gone up? Los precios han subido. Right. Los precios han subido. Or, if you like, han subido los precios. Subir is also used in the expression to raise your voice. So if voice is la voz in Spanish, spelled V-O-Z, what's, it's not good to raise one's voice here. No es bueno subir la voz aquí. Yes. No es bueno subir la voz aquí. You also subir al tren when you get on a train. So how would you say, I got on the train in Spain? Subí al tren en España. Right, a dot. Subí al tren en España. And using the Spanish verb to suffer, sufrir, how would you say, it is not necessary to suffer in order to learn Spanish? No es necesario sufrir para aprender el español. Yes, especially when you learn the Michelle Thomas way. No es necesario sufrir para aprender el español. You already know that salir means to go out. But did you know that salir con means to go out with someone? To date someone? Now imagine that you've met a wonderful new friend and you want to go out on a date. As you know, conmigo means with me. So how would you say, do you want to go out with me? ¿Quieres salir conmigo? Right. ¿Quieres salir conmigo? And how would you say, I'm going out with Roberta, with an emphasis on right now, at this moment, at this time. Again, I'm going out with Roberta would be... Estoy saliendo con Roberta. Yes. Estoy saliendo con Roberta. Let's review those verbs that just can't take the pressure and cave in. These fall into two main categories, E to IE, perder, as in pierde, he, she, it loses, and O to UE, such as mover to muevo, I move. So if perder means to lose and caves in, how would you say... I always lose. Yes, siempre pierdo, 
or pierdo siempre. And how would you say, you always lose, Roberta? Siempre pierdes, Roberta. Right. Siempre pierdes, Roberta. But be careful with these cave-ins because the we form does not face pressure and does not cave in. In which case, how would you say, we always lose? Siempre perdemos. Good for you. Siempre perdemos. And if negar, N-E-G-A-R, means to deny, think negate, and also caves in in this way, how would you say, we deny it? Lo negamos. Lo negamos. Did I fool you? Remember the we is a stand-up guy. Lo negamos. But if you want to say, he denies it. Lo niega. Right. Lo niega. It caves in. And what about, I deny it? Lo niego. Good. Lo niego. Here's another one. Pensar, to think. How would you say, I think that it is time to leave Madrid? In Spanish, you literally say, it is time of, es tiempo de, and in this case, to leave is dejar, D-E-J-A-R. So once again, I think it is time to leave Madrid. Pienso que es tiempo de dejar Madrid. Yes, pienso que es tiempo de dejar Madrid. How about... We think that it is time to leave Madrid. Pensamos que es tiempo de dejar Madrid. Right. Pensamos que es tiempo de dejar Madrid. The we form does not cave in. You already know that tener and querer cave in, so we won't worry about them here. Michelle Thomas taught these very well, and you can always review his Spanish courses whenever you wish. Let's practice some more cave-ins that you may not know. In Spanish, the verb to lie, as in to tell a lie, is mentir, spelled M-E-N-T-I-R. It caves in. So how would you say, I never lie? Nunca miento. Hope so. Nunca miento. And we never tell a lie? Nunca mentimos. Yes. Nunca mentimos. The we form does not cave in, so it's mentimos. Now, mentir is strange in other ways, but these are very easy to spot. In the ing tenses, the tense that you use to describe something that you are right now in the process of doing at that moment, mentir goes to mintiendo with an I, mintiendo. So, he is right now in the process of lying would be. Good. Está mintiendo. The dot tense for these also goes to I. So they or you all lied is mintieron. This mintieron is the base you need to form the past command tense, or mintiera. Sounds overwhelming, but it's not. You've already learned this in your previous Michelle Thomas courses. So why not just practice one now and be done with it? How would you say, I did not want you to lie to me? I did not want that you lie to me. No quería que me mintiera. Yes. No quería que me mintiera. 
that expression que will always trigger the past command tense. In this case, mintiera. Let's move on. If cerrar, spelled C-E-R-R-A-R, means to close and also caves in, how would you say he closes the door? Cierra la puerta. Good. And close the door? Cierre la puerta. Cierre la puerta. Con convicción. With conviction. This is a command and you must switch tracks. And what about we always close the door? Siempre cerramos la puerta. Yes. Siempre cerramos la puerta. We don't cave in. We just don't. Now, the second set of Spanish verbs that cave in go from O in the to form of the verb to UE. Michelle Thomas shared several of these UE cave-ins with you, like poder. So how would you say, please, can you close the door? Por favor, ¿puede cerrar la puerta? Right. Por favor, ¿puede cerrar la puerta? You can also say, ¿puede cerrar la puerta, por favor? Here's another one. In Spanish, costar means to cost. So how would you say, this car costs a lot of money? Este coche cuesta mucho dinero. Right. Este coche cuesta mucho dinero. And volver, as you know, means to return. So how would you say, they return here every day? Every day, just to remind you, is todos los días, literally all the days. So once again, how would you say, they return here every day? Vuelven aquí todos los días. Yes, vuelven aquí todos los días. Now how about, we return here every day? Volvemos aquí todos los días. Right. Volvemos aquí todos los días. We does not cave in here. Now, if you add say to make this verb reflexive, volverse, it means to turn oneself around. So how would you say, when I shouted, he turned around? Cuando grité, se volvió. Good. Cuando grité, se volvió. Two dots. Gritar, to shout, is one of your new good guy verbs that we used to shout for help on the last round. Another important Spanish verb that caves in is acostarse, spelled A-C-O-S-T-A-R-S-E. It means to lie down or to go to bed. So how would you say, I lie down? Right, me acuesto. And acordarse de... A-C-O-R-D-A-R-S-E, plus day, its little friend, means to remember. So if that is eso, how would you say, I remember that? Me acuerdo de eso. Yes, me acuerdo de eso. You could also have used that other Spanish verb for to remember, which is recordar. Now if la prueba P-R-U-E-B-A means the proof, and mostrar is to show and caves in. How would you say, I show the proof here? Muestro la prueba aquí. Yes, muestro la prueba aquí. And how would you say, we always show our house? Muestro la prueba aquí. 
Siempre mostramos nuestra casa. Good. I think you've got it. Siempre mostramos nuestra casa. We never caves in. Oh, and one last one. The Spanish verb for to play is jugar, spelled J-U-G-A-R. Think of the word juggle. Jugar is generally used with its little friend, a, as in jugar a, or literally, to play at a sport or a game. It also caves in to U-E. So how would you say, I play tennis every day? Just as a reminder, in Spanish you have to say the tennis. And in this case, a plus el becomes al tennis. So once again, I play tennis every day would be... Juego al tenis todos los días. Yes, juego al tenis todos los días. Did you guess the word tennis? How do you think this is spelled in stingy Spanish? Did I trick you? T-E-N-I-S with only one N in stingy Spanish. So how would you say, they play tennis every day? Juegan al tenis todos los días. Okay. Juegan al tenis todos los días. And finally, speaking to a friend, I am sorry that you cannot play tennis with me, Roberto. Siento que no puedas jugar al tenis conmigo, Roberto. Yes. Siento que no puedas jugar al tenis conmigo, Roberto. You are expressing emotion. Siento, you're sorry. So you jump the track to the command tense. It's too bad that you cannot play tennis with me, Roberto, because we play very well. Jugamos muy bien. We don't cave in. Jugamos muy bien. Except for the present tense and command tense, most verbs that cave in are regular good guys. So just add the standard endings that Michelle Thomas taught you, and you'll get that ball over the net, speaking of tennis. And when you're reading, look for these IE and UE cave-ins, and use them to identify the two form of that Spanish verb, and by extension, its meaning.